Uh, let's stand tonight. Uh, once again, we are glad to have Brother Mays here. I'm telling you, I've said it and said it, but I can't say it enough how much I appreciate this man and his family. I appreciate uh, their faithfulness. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I can feel the burden he has for this church. And, and it's obvious and it's evident. Uh, he's, not, he's not just here for a place to preach, but he truly has a burden for us as a congregation, as a people. And that makes all the difference. It really does. Uh, each time he steps behind this pulpit, you can tell that he's preaching with anointing and unction and that he cares about us in his delivery. And I appreciate that. It means, it means so much to me as a pastor. And I cannot say enough. Praise God. Uh, Brother Mays, I want you to come again. I want you to take your liberty. I want you to preach to me tonight and to the rest of this congregation. Elder, we love you. Amen. Tell us what the Lord has put on your heart tonight. Amen. Let's love him. Amen. Let's love him. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I praise your name. I praise you, God. I glorify you. And I exalt you, God. I exalt your name tonight. I will bless the name of the Lord. I will, God. I will bless your name, God. I will glorify you. I love you, Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn me to Isaiah chapter 54. While you're turning there, I want to say it's good to be back in the house of God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to uh, do my best to be back for Sunday night. Amen. And uh, I, I just uh, want to tell everyone I love them. Amen. I Brother Regan said, I have a burden for this church, and that's the truth. God placed a burden on my heart, and uh, I want to do my best to help this church. I'm not interested in accolades. I'm not interested in anything but just seeing the will of God done. I want to see this church grow. I said, I want to see it grow. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 54, starting at verse number 1. Amen. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. Amen. Thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not. Amen. Lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And make the desolate cities to be inhabited. It's from all three of these verses that 
I want to preach tonight, but I want to draw your attention back to verse number one, and specifically the first portion of verse number one, which states, sing, O barren thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing, and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. Uh, It's from this portion of scripture that I want to take my title and preach from the subject, it's time to sing. Uh, Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Anybody else feel what I'm feeling? Uh, Let's love him right now. God, I love you. I'm asking you for your anointing. I'm asking you, God, that you touch me right now. Let me feel your divine presence, uh, the divine unction, God. Uh, I'm going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor. Uh, I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to glorify you. Uh, I'm going to praise your name with everything that's within me tonight. I realize, God, uh, there's a lot of folks out, but God, you're here. Uh, You're here in a mighty way, God, and we believe you for it. Uh, We're standing on your word. We're claiming your name. Uh, Oh, God, I want to say I love you and I praise your name. Uh, Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Uh, Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. You can be seated. I want to say it's good to see Kyle here tonight. Amen. Amen. I met him the other day. I really like him. Amen. Praise God. I realize that these scriptures are a prophecy to the nation of Israel upon their return out of captivity in Babylon and their resettlement in their own land. But if you will observe, this is a prophecy directed to the church. For it's even referred to by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church of Galatia. Uh, For we read in Galatians chapter 4 verses 26 and 27 where he states, But Jerusalem, which above is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren that bearest not. Break forth and cry, thou that travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an husband. Uh, And the apostle Paul is writing to the church, uh, yet he quotes from the prophet Isaiah, which asserts this is not only a prophecy to Israel, but it's also a prophecy to the church uh, from the almighty living God. I come to this pulpit tonight with a burden. I I come with a message from God for the apostolic church. I I came to tell true church in Olathe, Kansas, that it's time to reach out, take God at his word, grab a hold of this prophecy, and claim it as our own. Amen. I feel that God would have me tell this church it's time to sing. I said it's not only time to sing, but it's time to sing our song. Somebody love him. Hallelujah. I feel that God has a message for this church and specifically for this local assembly right here at True Church of Olathe, Kansas. Uh, We need to get ready to enlarge the place of our tent uh, and stretch forth the curtains of our habitation. Uh, It's time we quit holding back. Uh, It's time we quit restraining. Uh, It's time we quit refraining. Uh, It's time we quit abstaining and containing. It's time to sing our song. Uh, And while we sing, we need to lengthen uh, the chord 
cords and strengthen the stakes. For we have a promise that says we shall break forth on the right hand and on the left hand. Amen. What we have referred to as a desolate city, a burnt over field, or even a barren room is ours to claim for revival. The Apostle Paul has a message for true church. Uh, amen today. He agrees with the prophet Isaiah that it's time for the barren to rejoice. Uh, this is no time to weep for lack of children. Uh, it's time to rejoice uh, in the birth of every new baby that's born of water and of spirit. Ah, uh, uh, can I hear an amen? Uh, and to those of you that have not yet travailed, uh, the prophet Isaiah and the Apostle Paul, it's agree. Uh, it's time for you to just go ahead and break forth and cry aloud for yet another baby because the desolate has many more children than she which hath an husband. It's time for the married wife that includes this local assembly as part of the apostolic church to quit lamenting about the seemingly miraculous birth rate of the children of the desolate and petition God with the same intensity that Rachel had when she cried out unto Jacob in Genesis chapter 30 verse 1. Give me children or else I die. Amen, 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 amen. This is not the time to be silent. This is the time to shout it out and proclaim this glorious message that Jesus still saves and the Holy Ghost is real. It's not a sham. This is real. This is that. I said this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. God, my God, hallelujah, Woo. hallelujah, this is no time for the church to slink off to a corner somewhere and just sit there sulking and pouting and sucking our thumb, this is the hour to break forth into singing, I said this is the time to sing, not only is it time for the apostolic church as a whole to enlarge the place of our tent, but it's time for true church of Olathe to claim the promise of prophecies our own, and as we claim it, we need to get off of our lazy backsides and get to work and accept the responsibility that comes with the promise, ah, uh, don't get mad at me. I said, don't get mad at me. I said, I'm just preaching what God put on my heart. Hallelujah. We need to get rid of a I can't do it syndrome and remind each other that Philippians 4.13 still says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Oh, God, help me. It's time that we shoulder the burden and begin to work while it's day for darkness of night is coming and no man will be able to work. It's time for us to quit complaining about those souls that we don't have yet. Please notice I said yet. I said, please notice I said yet. It's time to begin to sing and to begin to worship God in faith for those that he's going to give us. Oh, somebody lift up your hands right now and praise him. God, I give you the praise. I give you the glory. Ah, Jesus. It's time to quit sniveling about what other churches have. 
and start believing for what he's going to bless us with. It's time to quit whining about what's wrong around here and start thanking God for everything that's right. Hallelujah. Somebody going to help me preach? I said, is anybody going to help me preach? I can't hear you. I said, is anybody going to help me preach? Quit allowing the devil and the, to use the gainsayers and the doubters of the desolate uh, to depress you when they, they tell you what we can't have uh, or they tell you we'll never have a real revival. Uh, you need to look them in the eye and inform them uh, you're not buying into that lie uh, because we're already having it. Uh, amen. We just need to keep marching around the walls of our city uh, and believing they're coming down. Uh, just the fact that we've been placed here in this part of the city uh, is proof enough that God God has authorized us to succeed. God never established his church, amen, with any intent, amen, on any part of his body to fail. So go ahead and wipe away your tears, dry your eyes, and start singing our song and spread the news. God is still filling folks with the Holy Ghost in this supposed dry and barren land. Ghost. I have news for those skeptics and scoffers that have written off this local assembly as nothing more than a burnover field. I have news for those individuals that would try and spread their message of defeatism through their derogatory comments and proclamation that God's hand has been lifted off of this church. I said, oh God, help me, Jesus. I said in Jesus' name, somebody lift up your hands and love him right now. Oh God, right now, come down. Right now, come down. This preacher has a message for you. God's spirit has not withdrawn from this assembly. In fact, this pastor right here, amen, has decided to take God at his word. And he feels like what is written by Abraham in Romans chapter 4 verse 21. I am being fully persuaded that what he hath promised, he was and is able to perform. Uh, he's not ready to hang up the harp on the branches of the willow tree by the rivers of Babylon and weep over past the feats of the church that he pastors has suffered. He simply chooses to do as the Apostle Paul. He writes in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and instructs us to concerning forgetting those things which are behind us and reaching forward unto those things which are before. And I'm going to tell you, some of you need to forget what lies back behind you and get your eyes on the cross. Get your, get your eyes on God. Oh, God. Get your eyes on the cross. I'm not going to stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. I'm just going to claim this prophecy and declare that God has said this year, this tent isn't big enough. Get ready for a bigger tent. I said, get ready for a bigger tent. Now, there has always been and there always will be more children of the desolate 
But that does not give us an excuse to just sit idle with a spirit of defeat upon us. That doesn't give us, amen, a reason to say that the task before us is too great or it's just too big for us. And then sit and watch the world go to hell. In fact, that's why the church has been given the command to enlarge our habitations. That's why the great commission of Jesus Christ in Matthew 28, 19 and 20 is still, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Before you can do that, you gotta know what the name is. I said you gotta know. You gotta know what the name is. Ah, hallelujah. If you wanna write me a check, you write it to Terry Mays. Don't you write it to Father. Don't you write it to Son. Don't write it to the Holy Ghost. You write it to Terry Mays. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. All things. The great commission of Jesus Christ was and is not merely to gain a crowd. But to win the lost and gain additional disciples. This is the purpose of God for this church. And it's much, much more than just gaining a crowd. In the text I read to you today, we're not only told to break forth into singing and cry aloud, but we're told to enlarge the place of thy tent and to stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. That means to spread out, to grow. By definition, enlarge means to broaden literally or figuratively, to make room, to make large, or to make wide. Because of this command, God's people should never be satisfied spiritually or even naturally with mediocrity. We should never be content with just maintaining what we have. But we need to look to improve, to strengthen, to enlarge, and to grow. I said somebody repeat after me to grow. Uh, However, in the course of enlarging and growing, uh, we must also caution ourselves uh, and carefully consider some dangers. Uh, We must first understand from example uh, that the bigger something gets, uh, the more susceptible it becomes to compromise. I'm not being negative. I'm merely being realistic. The Apostle Paul confirms this principle in 1 Corinthians chapter, amen, 3, verses 10 through 13, where he states, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ now if any man build upon this foundation gold silver precious stones wood hay stubble every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. 
we have the right foundation. For we know Ephesians chapter three, uh, 2 verse 20 tells us and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets uh, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Uh, we just need to make sure how we build upon this foundation. In these passages of scripture we are not only instructed to enlarge the place of thy tent and to stretch forth the curtains of our habitation. We were also given instruction to spare not, lengthen the cords, and strengthen the stakes. When this passage of Scripture tells us to spare not, it means we are not to restrain, refrain, or refuse to enlarge and to stretch forth. Ah, somebody love him right now. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, God. to be afraid to lengthen and to strengthen. We are not to make excuses. We are to spare not. We don't need to try and make excuses for not having revival. We just need to claim it and spare not. I said we just need to claim it and spare not. We don't need to try to explain away our doctrine. We don't need to try and adjust our holiness standards to meet the approval that don't want to, of those that don't want to live right. Anyhow, we need to boldly proclaim it and spare not. To lengthen means to draw out, to make long, or to become long. To lengthen then would refer to extending beyond where we're currently at in worship, in prayer, in fasting, and in winning souls. To strengthen means to fasten upon, to seize, or to be strong. Therefore, to strengthen refers to intensity. I'm not going to slack off. I, I'm going to extend and intensify my efforts uh, to win yet another soul. I, I'm not going to draw back. I, I'm not going to restrain or refrain, uh, amen, or abstain. Uh, by the help and grace of God, uh, we are going to continue to contend uh, to have a genuine move of the Holy Ghost uh, in the church right here. I said, somebody say right here. I, I'm going to lengthen the cords. Uh, I'm going to strengthen the stakes. Uh, and I'm going to break forth into singing. Uh, I said, I'm going to break forth into singing. Uh, I'm going to cry aloud uh, for genuine apostolic revival. Let me, let me borrow from another message right now. Just long enough to say that with the enlargement, there must also be a balance in the linking of the cords and the strengthening of the stakes. For to do one without the other will lead to error and disaster. There's an old saying that says a chain is no stronger than its weakest link. We know that to be true. When the pressure is applied to the chain, it doesn't matter how strong all the other links are. Amen. The chain will fail at the weakest link. So it is with cords and stakes. If we have a lengthening of the cords, must also have a strengthening of the stakes. For just as a greater extensive movement requires a lengthening of the cords, so the greater intensive movement requires a strengthening of the stakes. We are commanded to sing. Somebody say sing. sing. To enlarge. Somebody say enlarge. 
and to stretch forth. Somebody say stretch forth. We're also required, amen, to lengthen the cords and strengthen the stakes. Amen. Due to the fact that the bigger the tent, the more wind it catches and the easier it will blow down. The greater tent, the more it catches the wind and the greater the work of God, the more opportunity that there is for compromise. The more that we attempt to do for God, the more that our tent will catch the winds of adversity. And the more we preach sound doctrine, the more the winds of fall false doctrine and compromise blow and yes the winds of adversity are blowing strong in the land amen trying to topple our tent the apostolic Pentecostal movement is under attack as never before our holiness is under attack and our doctrine is under attack even our commitment to see the work of God progress is under attack do we become discouraged I said we cannot do we throw up our hands no we cannot not do we raise the white flag of surrender and compromise no absolutely not do we wink weaken our message water it down or dilute it no 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 God said the opposition would come but he also said greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world that's why it's time to sing our song louder and more passionate than we've ever sung it oh the song that we sing is not a song of the blues neither is it a song of defeat the song that we sing is a song of righteousness a song of holiness a song of godliness a song of redemption and a song of victory Woo, God hallelujah but I want you to notice it's not a song of victory after God provides deliverance rather the song we sing is a song of faith and confidence that God is in control no matter what the situation is. So go ahead, lift up your voice and sing your song. Uh, in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20, we're told of a formidable invasion of Jehoshaphat's kingdom by the Moabites, the Ammonites, and their allies was taking place. And King Jehoshaphat was so worried was situation that he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. As he's standing in front of the congregation in the house of the Lord praying and pouring out his petition before God, the Spirit of God comes upon a Levite by the name of Jehazel, and he begins to prophesy to them. In verse 15, he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow you go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself 
Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Uh, O Judah and Jerusalem, uh, fear not nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them uh, for the Lord will be with you. Uh, And then verse number 20 says, uh, And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, uh, Hear me, O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And verse 21 tells us, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh. Oh, hallelujah. I can just imagine after Jehoshaphat had finished appointing the singers and gave them their instruction to go out before the army. He said, come on, singers. It's time to sing. I said, it's time to sing. Oh, and verse 22 says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Ah, somebody ought to thank God for a song right now. Ah, you ought to go ahead and start your song. Ah, because it's when they took God at his word and trusted in what the man of God had to say. And they stepped out in faith and obedience to God's word. And when they began to sing and to praise that the Lord set ambushments against their enemies and they were totally annihilated. Ah, Oh, I boldly declare to you tonight uh, that if we will do the same, uh, if you will listen to this man of God, uh, I said if you listen. uh, God will work for us also for his word declares he's no respecter of person. I feel like telling true church of Olathe, Kansas, it's time for us to sing God's song. Uh, we're not going to sing a song of bondage blues. We're not singing some honky-tonk song. We're not singing some rock song. No, we're singing God's song. see musicians please come God's song is not just mere sentiment put to a melody and turned into poetic refrain God's song is not just a little bit of biblical theology set to musical accompaniment it's much much more than that God's song is a song of statutes God's song is a song of precepts. God's song is a song of divine intervention and divine provision. Somebody love him right now. Oh, sing a new song, true church of Olathe. Sing it with feeling. Sing it with emotion. Sing it with passion. Because you know you're a child of the king and you've been set free. Pardon me a moment while I have a 
jubilee. Sing it because you know you've been redeemed. Sing it. Sing it loud so all those around you can and will hear. Sing it because you know you're singing about. And his name is Jesus. Sing it and let the lost know that you have the way, the truth, and the life. Sing it because you have hope. And that hope make them not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Oh, somebody stand with me.